Episode 22 of the Chewy On Your Boot podcast and an incredible guest today. He played 256 games for the Brisbane Lions, three-time Premiership player, two-time All-Australian, captain the club, Jonathan Brown. Jono, welcome to the show. Great to be on, boys. This is a real highlight of mine. I get to sit beside Sam Pang and Chrissy Swan most days, but... Um I'd have to say this takes the cake. <laughs> as far as, as Very far as radio goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll get into it. When did you yep. first discover your passion for footy? Was there a particular moment or? Well, the one that probably, the earliest memory I have really of um, football was probably stand on the premiership days with my daddy coached Colac to a premiership in the Hampton League in 1985. They beat South Warrnambool and I may have been I was probably four years old and when we got presented the cup and I got up on the dais with him and held the cup up and yeah. um, it was just it was probably a real standout memory as a kid and uh, you know and I just wanted to emulate my dad and just find the footsteps of dad and I grew up in footy clubs and I just loved the culture and um, you know and, and from that point on I thought you know that's what you re- what I really want to be involved in try and win, his, win premierships and um, so my love was uh, forged from that experience I think yeah so well you mentioned your father Brian who played for both Fitzroy and Eston how big of an influence was he on your footballing career oh he's the biggest influence I think absolutely number one uh, you know Lee Matthews would be a close second probably um, yeah I was lucky to have some really good influences as far as my footy goes from a young age Lee McCluskey in Warrnambool uh, it was my first senior coach, um, you know, Butch Smith, the chairman of Selecta South, Peter Umbers, my first junior coach at South. So I was very lucky, had some good mentors, and um, but, you know, Dad was obviously instrumental. Yeah. Guided me in the right direction. Um, you know, he, he really coached me up from the young, not coached me up, but, you know, just set me in the right path from a skill development point of view. And, uh, I watched his passion and determination for the game and, um, and obviously he was able to guide me through some of the more challenging bits of football as well, you know, because it's not all ups, he's playing yeah, down yeah. in football, and obviously his prior experience playing in the big leagues was uh, vitally important when it came time for me to play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you were picked up by the Lions with pick 30 in the 1999 National Draft under the father-son rule. Did you have a yeah. fair idea that you were going to be heading up to Brisbane, and how did you feel about that, obviously moving away from home? Yeah, I knew 12 months out, um, so it was father-son rule, so, you know, back in those days they could, you know, sign you up as a father-son a, a long way out, and so I knew 12 months out of schedule, so it was a challenging year for me doing year 12, Yeah, yeah. Um, playing football for the Falcons, uh, a little bit for South Warrnambool Seniors, but knowing full well that I'd be a fish to fry, so to speak, so, um, yeah, that was quite a difficult year. But, you know, so obviously I was very excited when I finally got up there and got me <coughs> and had the opportunity to shine and try and make it on the big stage. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and in your first year at the club, you made your debut against Adelaide. Did What sticks out in your mind about that day? Well, very simple, boys. I didn't get a touch. So. <laughs> Donuts. <laughs> zero, zero kicks, zero handballs. Uh, zero marks. I got one free kick, but Jared Malloy, my teammate, ran off with the ball and the umpire caught advantage. Oh, so I nearly started crying when I started running <laughs> off the kick with the ball. Um, 
So that was a very humbling experience, boys. Yeah. Uh, it's fair to say that after that first game, I didn't think my AFL career would be uh, that long. But fortunately enough, I was able to go on and play another 250-odd games and um, lucky that I have the support around me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And in 2001, Brisbane won the Premiership, obviously, and then you went on to win the next two after that, and you are a part of all of those. What, what was it like to taste the ultimate success in football, not once, but three times so early in your career? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a whirlwind, really. You know, things happened very quickly. Um, it's probably... Well, you understood the significance of it, but you probably didn't fully appreciate it at the time yeah. because, you know, it happened so quickly. I think I would have probably enjoyed it more later in your career or maybe appreciated it at the time. But all the same, though, Lee Matthews is very much a coach that we live in the pre- we live in the present and we aim for the future and we don't really think about the past. So it was, it was quite... Um, it's probably quite confronting early days, so I don't think he reflected a hell of a lot on it at the time because Lee wouldn't let you reflect on it. He was all about, right, what's next? Even to the point where, you know, we win a premiership and then four days later in our exit meetings on the Wednesday, he would lay down the law to us about the shape that we need to return in pre-season and yeah, okay. the, fact that, the fact that everyone's back to zero on the ladder and no one cares anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think that was quite confronting because you, you probably build it up in your head that if you win an AFL premiership, it's a lifelong childhood dream that you think everyone's going to be celebrating you and you're going to be partying for the next next six months. And But that's actually not the case. Yeah. Well, certainly, Lee Matthews wouldn't allow it to be the case. So yeah. you never really got a full appreciation of it at the time. Um, and that's a good mentality to have. And, Something you probably look, but look back on more once you finish your career and go, wow, you know, I was lucky to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you went on to become co-captain of the Lions in 2007 before coming standalone captain in 09. Did you always yeah. see yourself as a leader? Probably, probably yeah. It's, it's, I think a lot of that's due to my upbringing. You know, yeah. captain coach a lot. And, um, so you saw those guys and I was influenced by those strong leaders and probably natural personalities that I was more outward than inward. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still a bit nerve-wracking when you do become the captain. But I knew I was ready for it. it it's just I tried to make sure that I didn't change too much. I just had to really... I thought the, the reason I was given the captaincy was because of what I've already been doing and the action. So last thing I want to do is come in as a captain and allow that to affect what I actually do as a player. Yeah, definitely. The most important thing about captaincy is obviously leading from the front and still being able to perform yourself. Yeah. Um, you've coached the Hamden Football League interleague side for the last couple of years. How do you? How much do you enjoy getting back to where it all started for you and working with these footballers? Do you have any bigger coaching aspirations for the future? Good question. I, I really, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, a lot more than I thought. I, I probably. Initially, was more motivated by, like, you know, it'd be good to give back to the Hampton League. And obviously, I'd, I hadn't played in the league, but I played junior in the league stuff. And um, I just thought, you know, it'd be good to try and give back. I've been certainly away of it. You know, been so far removed from where I grew up, you know, through the tyranny of distance that yeah. I hadn't really been able to give much back. Um, 
So that was really the motivation. And, and the other motivation was the Hampton League had dropped off a bit from the standings point of view. It was just trying to help the league get some credibility back. And yeah. As a major power, when I was a kid growing up, the Hampton League were a major power in country Victoria. So that was probably just the initial drive. And I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. You know, I got a great support group of coaches around me, including Lee McCluskey, who was probably one of my mentors and uh, growing up. Um, yeah, certainly in football sense. So, to, yeah, to, to, to do that and be part of a successful three years where we won all three games yeah. and see the enjoyment on the guys' faces and see their buy-in was, it was really sort of gratifying. It makes you feel good about yourself and because you're actually giving back and you're helping young bucks, yeah, whether achieve their great dream or certainly um, go place in footy. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say achieving a dream when you're in the league game, but... I think any time guys play well at representing level and do well there, I think that, you know, it's it's obviously a good feeling for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. So that's why I was disappointed in the interleague. Well, it looks like they've wrapped up the interleague. Yeah, Something which is unfortunate. Yeah, which is unfortunate. So, um, but yeah, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. Probably does spark the fire a bit within you. You think, geez, I would, I'd like to coach down the track. You yeah. know, whatever that sort of looks like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Depending on what level, I'm enjoying you know, life at the moment in terms of media, radio and TVs. Yeah. Good, it gives me some good family balance. I've got three young kids. Yeah. Uh, but who knows down the track, you know. The one thing about um, the reason guys end up, a lot of guys end up going into coaching is because it's the closest thing to playing from a yeah. adrenaline charge point of view. Yeah. Um, you've become a well-known figure in the AFL's media industry, namely working on Fox Footy as a commentator and on on the couch. How do you compare working in footy in this capacity compared to being a player? Uh, well, you're not as invested in it because um, you can go to the football without... There's a comfortable feeling going to the footy knowing that you're not going to get um, disappointed by yeah. how the day goes. Yeah. But also, you're not going to reach the highs also. Um, so that's a different feeling. Um, but all being, it's, it's a good job. We're lucky. I love going to watch footy. I love watching the best players out there. and I like the different tactics that teams try to employ. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so I really enjoy it. You know, and sometimes you think, geez, I probably really shouldn't call it a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's great. It is great. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, a good friend of the show, um, we've had him on, Michael Close. You obviously would have spent a bit of time up at Brisbane with him, probably in a mentoring sort of role. Um, what are your memories of Michael? Well, he was. I, I spent a lot of time with Closey and uh, a tremendous character. Obviously, it was really it's a shame what happened with his knee injury at Marvel Stadium or Etihad Stadium that night. Yeah, um, but he was progressing nicely, and unfortunately for bigger guys, leg injuries are. Yeah. Um, you know, leg injuries can be terminal for bigger guys. Um, yeah. certainly effect. <laughs> certainly had a big effect on his career, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really determined character. I love. I love playing with him. Obviously, had a sort of affinity with him, being a country boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he's a beauty. He's an absolute beauty. Yeah, yeah definitely. And you mentioned he's a country boy. There's plenty of them up the lines at the moment. Do you see that as a great connection to have? And also, how do you see the Lions going this year? Yeah, it's really important. We had a lot of country boys during the um, Premiership era. I think it's important 
for a couple of reasons. I think that I love the country boys. I love the character. I love their independence and yeah. toughness. I think they have that over the Metro boys. And also the other thing is too, it's a big part of why you now Brisbane are targeting country boys. They don't get as homesick. Yeah. Uh, simple fact of the matter is that Brisbane, you know, interstate sides are in danger of losing guys to homesickness. Yeah. Um, whether you agree with it or not, it's a real thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, but country boys just don't seem to get as homesick. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that's so that's great to say. Oh, I'm wrapped. Wrapped to having the success. Tremendous bunch of characters, and um, you know, hopefully it won't be long until we're celebrating another flag. Yeah, definitely. That'd be that'd be awesome for the Lions fans. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because it was a tough few years there from the early part of this decade. Yeah. Um, but geez, Chris Fagan's done a tremendous job. Um, you know, the last last few years, and, and this year they probably went better than expected. But yeah, I'm sort of hoping. Uh, you know, hopefully they go well again this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Jono, that's about all that we've got for you. We can't thank you enough for coming on and giving up. Your time, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much, mate. No, it's an absolute pleasure, boys. Um, great to finally be on there. I know I've probably <laughs> let you down a couple of times. Great to see you doing well, and uh, um, look forward to uh, listening to your uh, down the track on one of the big stations down here in Melbourne. Oh, hopefully, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, thank Good you, much. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Just following on from this episode, we'd like to say a massive thanks to Jackson Hodgetts for helping us obtain this incredible guest. And also, we'd like to say a big thank, uh, a big well done, sorry, to Gus Boyd, a great friend of the show who made his maiden double century in Premier Cricket over the weekend. So, well done, Gussie.